Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything's great and fine. Um, it's the 17th of January in, in the year of our Lord 2024, and here we are. It's a bright and sunny day here in Lagos, Nigeria. It's a bit noisy this morning because I think I'm hearing the generator. Anyway, so here we are. Um, you know, I I have been reflecting a lot on the whole man, you know, spirit, soul, and body. In fact, my journey over the last three years and since we started this podcast in June 2020, which is actually now, we're, we're going into four years. I can't believe I've been doing this for four years. I think this is about the one thing in my life that I would say I have done consistently for a number of years because i'm really not good with doing things consistently i'm not really that kind of person i'm not people see me as disciplined but i don't really i can't keep up with something for a very long time I, you know yeah i'm just not yeah i don't know i i go up and down which is why you know like weight loss I, you know yeah I'm, i can diet you know i can just do it for a while i can't do that whole lifestyle of gym and like exercise like for years on it's just really tough for me i'm not you know i can i find that i'm able to do certain things for a period and then after a while i i lapse so i move into something else it's, it's really a problem for me and uh, i wish i was you know more like some other people who could you know even my diet food wise i, I see that for a period i eat a certain kind of food and then after a while i just change to another set of food again you know some people, I mean, when I think of my husband, for instance, he's been eating like the same way for like how many years, you know, he likes the same kind of food, eating the same kind of food. I'm really not like that. I sort of like, you know, which is not really good for me because what it means is that things that I need to follow up on for a considerable amount, considerable amount of time, I'm not able to do it. So therefore, things like, you know, this to daily devotion, you know, all those things that some people like wake up every morning, they do one thing all the time. I am not good at it. I really don't know how to do it. It's, it's funny how, but somehow people see me as a very disciplined person. And I am, but I I, I can't follow that A, B, C. I don't know. And it's a, it's a little bit funny because I just change it about a bit, you know. And um, so, like I said, there are some advantages of being like that. Because what it also means that I'm, I can be flexible. I'm quite flexible. But the disadvantage is that in those areas where you don't in fact flexibility is not what you need flexibility is not your friend you need to be rigid you need to follow a plan and boom just like that i it's difficult for me i am able to follow it for a while but not consistently and that is not to say that professionally in the work area i'm able to do that but in my personal life it's just tough for me i don't know and like i said i can do it for a while but after a while i just drop off so i think the podcast is about the only thing i would say that i have done consistently year in year out and even at that of course i've not been able to do it every day but i've kept up there has been no week even when i've been sick i had covid in hospital there has been no week that i haven't recorded and i give god the glory i just realized that now you know and um, i think a lot of it is because first of all i know that god is waiting for me to do this i really know that this means a lot to him and when i look at my life there are not many things that I think that I do that I will say 
I'm doing it 100% for God. Although even this one, I can't even say it's 100% for God because I gain a lot from it. But the point is that if I didn't know that it meant so much to him, I probably will not give it as much priority as I do and, you know, try to even do more, you know, you know, you know how it is. So it's about the only thing in my life I would say that is like my daily sacrifice to the Lord, even though I don't do it every day. Or even the days I don't do it, I know that I owe him something. It's like my, my daily commitment, my daily pledge to him. Which is sad, really, because considering who God is in my life and what he has done and, you know, everything that he is to me, I should actually be doing a whole lot more than what I am doing. But what I'm really focused on right now is making sure that this one doesn't at least slip. And if I'm going to add, let me add to it, but then let this one not slip. But anyway... I digress so I was talking about how so this whole episode of this whole um, context of musings with Jesus and all of that when it started the reason why it started and the whole journey that I've been on which is about trying to find myself in God and in Christ and all of that was because I, I had come to the realization that this soul was this whole area where I felt that I didn't know enough about and I hadn't been taught enough about so I think when I look back on the kind of doctrine I had been taught and the things I had learned from being in church and being a Christian and reading the Bible for myself, I think I had focused a lot more on spiritual things and physical things. So I knew what was sinful in terms of physical. I mean, we all know that fornication, adultery, lies, all of that. I knew what was sinful also from like a soul perspective in terms of envy, bitterness, anger, you know, all those kind of things. Um, evil thoughts I knew but what I didn't fully understand was how the soul is the incubator of my life and even when I say I didn't understand it it's not as if I didn't know you know there's a difference so I knew I mean I, I I didn't know how complex the soul was let's just put it that way I didn't know you know sometimes when you say what I don't like about English is that it doesn't convey meaning as well because when 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 you say you don't I didn't know no it's not it's not it's not sufficient because what I'm saying is that I know on a mental level I didn't know on an experiential level but English doesn't make a difference between no and no so yes I was aware but I didn't have in-depth knowledge understanding lived experience you know, I, I, English just feels, oh gosh, such an insufficient language. But I, I think you get the drift of what I'm saying. So, of course, I knew that the soul is, you know, the Bible says that the man thinks in his heart, so is he. The Bible says out of the mouth um, um, comes um, evil thoughts and evil speaking. You know, everything that is in a man, you can tell it from what he's saying and what he's thinking. You know, so I sort of knew that. You know, I mean, the Bible says out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I sort of understood that the soul is where the essence of a man's life is. But I didn't understand how complex it was and how that's how how much it determines the experiences that we have on, in, on earth. And why God tells us. Why the salvation of the soul is such a thing that God tells us and why even being born again does not mean that your soul is saved. In fact, there's so much that I didn't know and that we were not being taught and we are still not being taught in churches. Because all of us think that once we get saved, 
then that means our soul has been saved. No, your spirit is saved, but your soul is not saved. Because your mind needs to be renewed. Your emotions need to be renewed. Your, your desires, your aspiration, your way of thinking. My way of thinking needs to be renewed. My mind is not saved. It's not saved. It's not recreated after God in righteousness and true holiness. That's, that, that has happened to my spirit. But my mind is definitely not <laughs> recreated after God. I know it's yes now because I know the kind of thoughts that go through my mind. I know what, my, you know, you understand. My mind has to be, doesn't even understand the things of God. So definitely it's unsaved. It's more likely to do depraved things. It's more likely to do evil, wrong things. It's more likely to counsel me in a way that is wrong if I do not subject it to the teaching of the word of God. My mind needs to be indoctrinated in the word of God afresh. If not, I will follow the ways of the world. I will listen to the advice of people telling me, you know, the ways of the world, the ways of people around me. Whether it's right or wrong, if somebody does something for me, they say, I better um, repay the person back. You know, I, I will do an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You know, I will repay evil with evil. But it's because now that I have received Christ and I've seen the, the, the word of God and I see that it's a better way and my spirit has received the salvation of God. As I read the word, the word begins to work on my mind and makes me see a better way of doing things. And then, you know, all, all in all, my spirit, my soul, we, we begin to walk towards changing my way of thinking and then my way of doing things. But it's an ongoing thing. But So my I, the process of salvation for my soul, for my mind is ongoing. So I didn't realize this. I didn't realize how complex my soul was. And um, now I do. I now know why... And, you know, why there's such a difference between, you know, what we profess as Christians and what we actually do. Because many of us are not on that, are not conscious of the fact that we have to be on an ongoing journey to change our mindset and our beliefs and our way of doing things in line with the word of God. We're so focused on getting ahead and, you know, the fact that, oh, Jesus blessed me, uh, therefore I am, you know, I have all things in Christ, you know, I am I am above and never believed and all those things. But we are not, we're not even worried about saving our souls and becoming more like him. And that's all God is looking for when it comes. He's not going to look for the person that was successful, that got all the accolades, got the Grammy Awards, got the Nobel Prize for physics and all that. Or, you know, he's, he's going to be looking for the people who were Christ-like, the people who loved you know, God, who served him, who stood up for truth and righteousness, who treated other people the way God would have them treated, and whose lives, you know, were impactful. They were the light of the world, they were the salt of the earth, while they were on earth, within their species. That's what God is going to be looking for. He's also going to be looking for faith, because the Bible tells us that when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith upon the earth? That was a question that Jesus asked. So it means he's going to be looking for faith faith people that will be um, you know that will believe in him in spirit and in truth so for me that whole spirit soul and body thing is becoming very very prominent to me and recognizing that you know um, i think it's proverbs 420 that says guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life the heart is part of the soul the soul is very complex because it has the mind it has the heart and the mind. It's very, you know, it's so funny. God put a lot inside the soul. I wish he had put 
one of them inside the spirit because that spirit is directly connected to God. But in the soul, he puts both the reasoning part and the feeling part. And both of them can sway you at any point in time. Which is why if you want to make somebody, if you want to influence somebody, you make it, you, you, you cannot, you have to appeal to both. Appeal to logic and appeal to sentiment at the same time. Because there is nobody that is 100% logical on any issue. There's also nobody that is 100% sentimental on any issue. Although, really, there's some people that are 100% sentimental. But what I mean is that most people, okay, let me put it this way. Yeah, yeah, let me put it this way. On certain issues, you will find that some people will be 100% sentiment, sentimental, some will be 100% logical. But on most issues, most people will lean more to one or the other. But there will still be elements of, you know, either one in, in, in their reasoning or in the way they approach certain things. So, um, it, it, you, 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 you cannot influence someone without fully understanding how they think and how they feel about things and this you know i'm a communications um, um, professional by training and this is something that i keep in mind a lot in when i'm doing my strategy around things i see that a lot of leaders focus a lot on the logic of things but i always make sure that they don't ignore the sentiment because I, I kid you not, people respond, most of the time, I found out that most of the time, people respond based on how they feel about you. Particularly even in recruitment. Lots of people say, they, oh, you know, which is why there's a lot of bias and all of that. Because you will have all the qualification and everything, but when you just come, they just say, well, that, that candidate, she just didn't feel right, you know. And really, what can you do about that? There's nothing you can do about it. It's, it's say I didn't feel right, you know. And some of that, they'll just be like, everything about him just checks, you know. I mean, you know, he said, you know, it's just a feeling you get. And and and, and that person gets in through the door. So what I'm trying to say is that I'm beginning to realize that I need to pay more attention to what is happening in the realm of the soul in my life. Because that is what the devil is targeting. Many of us think that the devil is targeting our lives. He doesn't want us to progress and all of that. The life is just a platform. Do you understand? He's just attacking that. What he's after is the soul. Not even so much the spirit I've discovered. Because I think, because I've noticed that... Well, I would say it's both, but I think he's more after the soul. Because what I noticed is that... Because he knows that that soul is what determines what happens to somebody. Because when you look at it... These days I see him, the attack on the souls of men. The people that he, he, he comes with physical attacks. But when you look at those attacks, the, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is targeted at making that person despondent of soul. And the impact is what we are seeing in the mental health issues that we have. I'm surprised that the whole world has not declared a mental health crisis. Because there's a, there's a way, I don't know if people are aware. I think, I don't know what it is that COVID did. And funny enough, God warned me. He told me, he said that this um, spirit of fear would be unleashed on the planet, you know, during COVID. And when he said it, I felt, well, yes, definitely. Now, if there's sickness, there's disease, definitely it means that there will be spirit of fear. What I did not realize was that it's not that I'm even remembering when he, that he said that to me because what I'm now realizing is that I thought it was fair around COVID and really it was 
But what we have seen now is that even when it's not COVID anymore, mental health has worsened for a lot of people. Even people who did not have mental health issues or were not even aware that they had, in other words, they were functioning. We're seeing more cases of anxiety. In fact, I don't just want to talk about it, but I know if you are listening to this message, I know you know what you're talking. You know what I'm talking about because God always brings the people who need to hear what we muse about. So I'm, I know you know what I'm saying. If you are listening to this, so many of us, self included, have struggled more in the last few years emotionally than we ever have. Which is not to say that we have not struggled in the past, too. But the depths that I I sunk to in the last three three years. If somebody ever told me that I could ever sink to such that if, I, if somebody ever told me that such places existed, I would have said, "Wow!" I mean, I would have been like, "Wow! Whatever happened to you to ever make you? How did you even get there?" I I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. So I. But I also see, and God is also, God has helped me. He's brought me out of that place. I continue to see that the devil, you know, tries to, I see that he, he, he continues to try to, to drag me back to places that I definitely will not go back. You know, you know what I'm saying? But what is, what I also see is that there is, a, there is effort that I have to make as well. And when I talk about efforts, it's about holding on to God, holding on to his word and recognizing the things that I need to do to make sure that, um, you know, my healing is perfected and all that. And it's, it's many things. And w- what I like about the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to say something that's going to sound very, very weird, you know. It's funny how sometimes like there's some things I, I had discussed in some musings before about how I had an episode where I was just feeling overwhelmed by thoughts and I was in it. I just felt like I just really, it, it wasn't quite a panic attack, but it was getting close to that. And God just gave me, okay, I don't think I've talked about it on the music actually. I'm assuming that I have, but I don't think I have. But God just gave me something, a wisdom and made me realize that there was something I could do physically. And this is the thing. Yeah, I think this is where I'm trying to go to. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. And when the Bible says rightly dividing the word of truth, what I'm learning in my spiritual work is that we really need the wisdom of God to know what we should do in certain situations because it's not everything that needs to be handled in quotes spiritually. So for instance, some of these problems, when I started having them, I just felt, okay, I need to bind, I need to lose because that's the one-size-fits-all approach we have been taught in faith circles. But the Lord, after a series of time, the Lord told me that you've been praying, praying, praying this prayer. You see that nothing is happening. So, so what it shows you is that there is no spirit to be cast out or whatever it is you are saying. That yes, it's true, the devil is the source of all evil, so all evil is traced to him, but that this situation is not being sustained right now by the presence of evil. Even if initially or it is, you know, the evil in the macro environment is affecting, but right now on a micro level, it is not evil that is affecting what you are going through. It is your mind that is for some reason ravaged. Maybe there is some cobwebs in there that need to be swept out. You know what I mean? We can't even see the mind, so I can't even explain, but you know, I'm just saying it the way he explained it to me. 
and he said once that you need once you recognize that take your mind away from all those other things that don't seem to be working even though they are in quote spiritual exercises let's think about what we should physically and what we should not physically now what we should psychologically do to help the mind so in that situation that i was on he made me do something that completely distracted my mind and i was okay it was you, you know as in he just told me bring out your laptop i brought out my laptop and i started working gave my mind something to do something that my mind because me i like work i really like work and i love my job i love what i'm doing right now as in i really love it which is a problem because <laughs> i have to make sure i do it to make sure i get money out of it because sometimes i i i can you know so so what god is helping me with is helping me to do it with a commercial mindset because otherwise i would just continue doing the work and not be worried about getting paid which is a problem because i need to get paid to be sustainable and all that so but i really enjoy what i'm doing so and when I say I, I mean this is my mind now. My mind enjoys it, what I do. So in fact, everything, spirit, soul, and body, we all enjoy it. So, which is really a blessed place to be. So, immediately I got into the work. All of the anxiety, all of the troubles, all of the everything, I just calmed down. And for the next three hours that I needed to be in that space and I needed to be calm, I was calm because God had helped me to give my mind something to do. So what does that tell us about the way the mind works? I didn't bind, I didn't cast. The binding that was not working, you know, because in fact, that my mind was already going. I'm not even, you know, as in, yeah. And it's only God that I could never have known that that would have made such a difference. And so I now asked God after everything was over, and I was like, I said, God, so are you saying that anytime this happens, this is what I should do? He said, well, I can't tell you that every time this is what you should do. That depends on the situation and the context. So what I understand from him is that, um, and again, like I said, this was not always how things were. This is a relatively new reality that I think is, a, is I think I think is post-trauma from, this, you know, the challenges that I had over the last three years. And um, all I would just say is that PTSD is real because it is, a recovery so now i realize that ptsd is a mental is a soul is a recovery of the soul after incidents real life incidents that have happened in real time they could be it may not even have happened to you you were just part of it whether you observed it you were there you were present you were providing care to others or whatever there is a trauma that's that's may cause not everybody will go through that because some depending on you know your own internal resilience and how much of an impact that had on you but there's a trauma that will manifest after that you've left that incident as in you've that whole whatever it was the 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 incident or the issue or the crisis or whatever that you are you that was originally the issue there is trauma that will come, that may come after that. Post-traumatic, post, post-trauma. So I now realize that I'm in that phase. So God is now helping me with the recovery. And a lot of it is psychological. Sometimes, yesterday, he also made me realize that, okay, I, he made me, or two days ago, I was feeling, just feeling somehow. He said I should start, I should do, you know, exercise, physical exercise. And I did it. 
and it helped. So for me, like I said, God created us as a very as very complex beings. And for all these things, I kept thinking, maybe I should, in fact, I started thinking, maybe I should go on medication, you know, all those kind of things. So God made us very complex. And for me, I think it's amazing. I find it really amazing that he's teaching me how to resolve what I would have thought were spiritual problems with non-spiritual solutions. And it is working. So, but then, but, then, but, then, but then again, which is again brings us back to the complexity of the soul. Because, but then again, if you look at it, if it's a physical problem, for instance, if I feel hungry, it's not prayer that is going to address my hunger. I have to go and look for food. If I don't have food, then perhaps I can pray that God should help me find food. But honestly, food will not come to me in the house. I have to go and look for the food. So the prayer will be, God, as I go out, please help me, lead me to somebody that will give me food to eat. You know what I'm saying? So for a physical problem like hunger, it's a physical solution that you need. If you are unable to provide that physical solution, that is where prayer comes in to help you. If you do not lack, if you lack the wisdom, which is what the book of James talks about, to know what is needed for that psychological or soul problem or whatever it is, emotional problem, mental health problem, then prayer is will help for wisdom, not necessarily to address if there is no presence of evil standing and watching over and directly causing that condition. That is what I found. Not every mental health is issue is directly a source um, directly caused by the presence of a demon. I hope I'm trying to make myself clear. Not every mental health. Some may, but not everyone. Many of them, like what I have personally experienced, I'm experiencing, is psychological and is, 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 is a product of one's mind having been Ravaged. Also, maybe at some point, it's almost like it, it, how do I put it this way? Now, it's like it's like for instance, if somebody was attacked by a dog, so the dog that has attacked, then okay, somebody has come and um, taken the dog away. Maybe they've even put the dog down. But then the fact that they took the dog away and the dog has been put down doesn't mean that your wound will miraculously miraculously be healed. You still have to take that wound. And go and treat it, and then at that point, when you go to the hospital, you not. It doesn't make sense to now be binding or to stay there and be binding the dog. You foolish dog that bound me. You will never. Pro- That's you are, you are wasting your time because the dog has already been dealt with, but your wound needs to be treated, and it needs to be treated well. Otherwise, it will cause severe problems for your hand, for your limb, and your quality of life. And the story would now become even bigger. It will now be like, oh, this dog ruined my life. Whereas it's not really that the dog ruined your life. It was the lack of treatment of the wound after the attack. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, that's, that's it. That's it. So I think many of us Christians, yes, the initial attack may have been caused by the presence of a, of a dog. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Spiritual dog. But your prayers, God has dealt with the dog. The dog has been put down. But you are still praying. 
for the treatment of the wound whereas what the wound needs is different from what was needed to drive the dog away the wound now needs to be treated with what it needs At the end of the day, I would just say that um, I think it's important for me to to really focus on the whole man, spirit, soul, and body. I think God is on a quest on changing us from inside, and that process is really, you know, it, it really starts in inside of us, and I'm. Um, um, beginning to learn that that is that is where the challenge is it's not so much about arranging my life in such a way that i look pleasant on the outside but it's allowing god to get into the nooks and the crannies of the places in which i i am hurting the places that i need to be repaired the places that i need to be renewed restored you know rejuvenated recreated and all of that is in my soul, in my mind. And to be humble enough to realize that I don't have the answers and to lean on God to help me, you know, to find those answers. Again, I go back to what the Lord said to me at the beginning of this year, end of last, the beginning of this year. He said, nothing gets done until you do it. In other words, problems do not go away by wishing them away complaining to God, hoping that he's going to do something about it. It happens when we take action, either through prayer, through faith, through wisdom, application, obedience to the Lord. There's always something that we have to do before problems get solved. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.